You're listening to Amazing Life Podcast, the best podcast in the world. It's great to come your way once more. It's Bang Holiday Monday. Yay! I bet you've got things lined up, things to do, exciting things. Maybe you've got friends you want to visit. But don't forget, from Tuesday, the tie will hit the road. Schools return. Some people are going back to work. Everything is exciting because people now are getting back to some sort of normality. But don't forget, in all these things, don't be anxious. Because the Lord says in 1 Kings 8, 60 to 61, it says that all the peoples of the earth may know that the Lord is God. There is no other. Let your heart therefore be loyal to the Lord our God and to walk in his touches and to keep his commandments. As at this day, the Lord is saying, hey, be loyal to me because I have got everything in under control and you should not fear. The Lord is with us. And I tell you, it's Bank Holiday Monday. Enjoy it to the full for the Lord has good things in store for you. So I'm going to let you sit tight or whatever you're doing. Be safe and listen to this lovely music that I've chosen for you. Stay tuned. The song you've just listened to is Yekumusa by Ntokozo Mbambo. Yes, it's her again. I tell you what, she's captured my heart with her lovely music and her 
excellent voice. And so you check her out and then you'll agree with me. She's got lovely, lovely, lovely songs, lovely voice. And I hope you share that sentiment with me too. And so the next section is Word for the Week by Reverend Julie and I entitled Don't Be Afraid. Rev. Julie is back in the seat to tell us the word of God. And that will be followed by the news analysis, government U-turns, W-turns with myself and Lady Donna Agbemebiese and the sports section. But don't forget, the U.S. Open start this week. You don't want to miss that. So tennis lovers, just glue your ears and your eyes to the TV and to the radio and get all your favorite stats and all your players and how they're performing. But if you want to get in touch with us, as I always say, we are on YouTube, we are on Instagram, we are on Twitter. And on Twitter is our live icon on YouTube or SoundCloud is Amazing Life Podcast. Do whatever you can and share this with your friends. Let them know that you're listening to good stuff. Share, share, share. Again, subscribe and again, give us the thumbs up. So sit tight in this next section. You will not be disappointed. After all, hey. It's Bank Holiday Monday. Stay tuned. Who is our enemy in this season of our lives? Isaiah 8, 12. And you are not to fear what they fear or be in dread of it. Isaiah 8, verse 12. What they fear. I have a question for you. What makes you afraid? What is it? God has something to say to you about that fear. He spoke to his prophet Isaiah about dread and fear, and he's speaking to us with the same words. God tells Isaiah, you are not to be in fear. You are not to tremble at the things that affect other people. God is saying the same to us today. Yes, the world is screaming, be afraid. COVID-19 is shouting out loud, be afraid, for a second surge is on the way. Recession is crying out loud, be afraid. Financial issues are shouting out loud and clear, be afraid. The media is proclaiming, hey, the children are returning to school, be afraid. What God is saying to us today is that we are to act on the basis of who he is and not on the basis of what we hear or what we see. We move by faith and not by sight. We are to move forward in spite of our emotions because God is in control. You are not of the world. Therefore, we cannot go the way of the world. The world reacts to fear by trying to protect or prevent it. We are to react by trusting the one who really holds our future. We are to respond to the potential threat of fear with complete dependence on him and not on anything else. Did you notice that God commands us not to fear what others fear? Issuing this command assumes that we are able to do it. Hallelujah. Saints, listen, if we are to give in to the noise of be afraid, then we are telling our great and mighty God that he is not big enough to handle our circumstances. We immediately become prisoners of another God. And the real God wants us to be free of this bondage. However, 
if we still insist that we want to live in fear, then please come with me to the same Isaiah 8, but this time verse 13. I will read from the King James verse and I will read from the Amplified Classic Edition. It is the Lord of hosts whom you should regard as holy and he shall be your fear and he shall be your dread. Classic Edition. The Lord of hosts regard him as holy and honor his holy name by regarding him as your only hope of safety and let him be your fear and let him be your dread. Least you offend him by your fear of man and distrust, distrust of him. God is saying that we should not allow fear to control us. He is saying he alone, he alone should be our fear. The reverential fear of God should be our dread. He alone holds our future. We serve a God who knows the end from the beginning and we are meant to go to him daily for our instructions, directions for living, for the season that we are in. Interesting times. I believe what is needful in this time is the reverential fear of God. The reverential fear of God is what will keep us in his presence. The reverential fear of God is what will sustain us. Amen. Hebrews 12, 28. Wherefore we receive a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Things are shaking around us, but the kingdom that we are in cannot be shaken, cannot be moved. We exalt you, O Lord, our God. We worship at your footstool this morning. We declare you alone are holy. He alone is worthy of our worship. Father, we know that your purposes will prevail and we rest confidently in your care for us. We are Acknowledge that you are a good, good father. Our desire and our wish is to be fruitful citizens of the kingdom of your grace, demonstrating our obedience in order that you may demonstrate your glory through us. May your will be done in us today to the praise and glory of your name. Amen. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Thus says the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Reverend Julie, for such a powerful word of God. Do not be afraid. We will endeavor to adhere to the voice of the Lord and ask the Holy Spirit to be in our hearts to put the word of God into practice. Now, the next section is the news review by myself. And Donna, stay tuned. Yes, so um, this week is just the bank holiday weekend. And so we hope we have a good time on Monday. The sun or the weather is good to us. But again and again and again, Donna, um, it's good to have you on the show. It's going to be a relaxed one. But um, looking at the news, um, I would say 80% is driven by covid but the few ones I'm going to talk about at the beginning, it's not COVID-driven, just general ones. So it's to do with the wheat yield, which is at its lowest after uh, 35 years due to poor water uh, weather conditions. And so prices 
in bread cakes and biscuits is set to rise because the yield is low this year and it's all due to wet weather during harvest time um, so we need to look at when you go to the shops just make sure not too much cakes at least <laughs> it will help me with my tummy for it to go down <laughs> now moving on to um, COVID related issues we have 600 jobs um, at Gatwick Airport being lost the management is blaming it on restructuring of the airports even though there are 75 percent of staff are already on furlough and the furlough scheme is yet to come to an end in October I don't know if it will be extended but we need to bear that in mind 400 job losses at mini plant at Oxford and 2,800 jobs are going because sales are low people are not going back to work they are home so people are not buying sandwiches and other beverages so um the real shame there about the number of jobs we press. Uh, I mean, I remember um, when we had this issue with the mask, and even Michael Gove went into press, isn't it? Trying yeah. to give them some free advertisement. But hey, I think um, at the end of the day, like you said, if people are not going to work because they tend to be at train stations and um, places near the places near offices where lots of people then can easily pop in for their lunch so yeah. if people are not going to work then it makes sense it's really unfortunate that is a huge number it's a huge 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 number it's a huge number but then you also have um some companies telling their staff to work from home or encouraging them to work from home at some point i think it's helping with their bottom line they're not experiencing too much staff costs so those who can work from home are being encouraged to work from home and yeah. some are being ha are happy that they don't have to travel on the train for an hour and a half you come out yeah. you have to buy your sandwiches as well then travel an hour and a half to go home with the trains being late so the conditions around it it's sort mm -hmm. of shifted in favor of people being happy being at home yeah that's why it's difficult to get them to uh, go back to work and to patronize the infrastructure around commuting that's buying these sandwiches and beverages but then people are also saying that if the mps are not going back to work what then is the encouragement or the yardstick to push others to go back to their desk right yeah. now moving on swiftly also with covid we have the migrant update um there was a migrant um from uganda messi baguma who died um in Scotland with her one-year-old son next to her out of starvation so we talked about migrants traveling from Calais to the UK but when they get to the UK living conditions can be tough so we need to bear them up in our prayers and also recently I think the Saturday um, the rescue boat called Mich um, Louise Michel I think is sponsored by the artist um, Banksy Banksy. So they, this rescue boat was were bringing about 200 migrants on shore, but the Italian um, coast guards had to intervene to rescue mothers and children, and that had uh, a migrant that passed away on the, on the ship. I can't just imagine the trauma that will cause in the minds of the people on the boat and um, even the children are on it. But we got to spend a few minutes praying for migrants or those seeking asylum in the uk that the yeah. lord gives favor to them or the government are favorable onto them rather than taking tough 
stances. Yeah. yeah. It's a real sad situation there. It is really a sad, sad situation. Um, with Mercy's case, as I said, just got me thinking that we need to be a bit more kind to um, asylum seekers. Yeah. Moving on, we've got Jonathan Slater, the senior um, civil servant. He's been in this post for 35 years at the Department of Education. He lost his job because Boris Johnson wants to have a fresh leadership at the department. But the most people are saying that he's now become the scapegoat for the A-levels and the GCSEs results, all being driven by COVID that's caused this chaos um, around us. And also the um, the chief executive for Ofcol, Sally Collier, also has resigned. All of them taking the uh, uh, brand, all being treated as scapegoats for Gavin Williamson. I wonder how long he can then stay at his position. Yeah. Still on COVID. Is it, but, isn't it interesting, isn't it, that um, those two people have been scapegoated for um, Gavin Williamson? And really, there's a saying that um, civil servants advise and ministers decide. So the buck stops with Gavin Williamson. Williamson. But then I wonder, it seems that Boris Johnson is unwilling to sack anyone from his cabinet. So we'll see. But really, he's the one. He was aware of the algorithm, all this mess that we've had with the A-level results. He was aware of it. They stood They stood, and um, by the system. They defended it, even when it was clear that the system wasn't going to work. Yet here we are. He's still in office. And um, these two people have been scapegoated. Yes, indeed. But um, with Gavin Williamson, we'll see whether his conscience plays, comes into play and resigns or he will still dig his heels. And let's see how things plan out. Because there's another um, section regarding education, face coverings in school, especially in yeah. communal areas where social distancing mm-hmm. is impossible. Uh, the England government is encouraging um, schools to have phase max on but then but that- Ian, it was only after it was only they initially they said that oh they don't recommend that even though the who had said had updated their guidelines that uh-huh. um people in secondary schools should wear face coverings they still were saying that oh it's not up for review they're not considering that in england and i find it really surprising you know because i was watching news and then i think on the day that they u-turned yeah one of the um the association of head teachers like this person came on tv he was being interviewed and he said look if you're saying it's not going to be reviewed, that's fine. But if you're going to U-turn on it, you yeah. better let us know because school's back <laughs> next week and we need to plan for these things. And literally, that same evening, what do we have? Another U-turn. Another U-turn. To be honest with you, I'm like, I don't know. I have just lost faith in decisions of this government Ooh, over the past couple Go, Donna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have, seriously, because it's like one U-turn, after the other wow. and what's i mean i normally give them the benefits of the doubt but yes. the thing is that all of these things have happened before scotland leads the way in these things they went to school first with the yeah. children we had the benefit of the um scottish exams the fiasco there yeah. and how um, nicholas sturgeon had to 
um, had to also U-turn on the exam results. Yet England did not learn from that. Yes. It was later on that they had to U-turn after trying to defend the system. And this situation again with Scotland, the, the Scottish kids going to school first, and they learned the lesson. They said, she, Nicola Sturgeon, recommended the use of masks. Oh, we're not doing it here. We're not doing it here. And, and then now it is. Go, we're doing it. And then last minute, this was, I think, on Friday, Friday evening, yes. they put a guidelines, uh, they yes. put guidelines up for secondary schools in the event of um, a local outbreak of COVID. Yes. Come on, schools are back next week Indeed. and you wait until Friday evening to do this. I mean, it's just, yeah. Yes. I think that people, parents will make their own decisions and I've got a daughter in secondary school and when I said to her that um, this is the situation, she says, well, I I'm going to wear a mask on, the, on public transport to school anyway. anyway. So yeah. so I'm makes happy no to wear yeah. the mask. You know, the, she she said she wants to wear the mask, so she's going to wear it because she feels safer with it. It's just the last minute information coming up. What makes Scotland now have the edge in terms of country management, of country planning, better yeah. than the England um, counterpart, which is a bit sad at the moment. So, yeah, um, kudos to Nicola Sturgeon leading the way. And then England just puddling optimism and, and following suit but then anyway, with terms of COVID still staying with COVID local lockdowns in northwest England where we have Pendle, Oldham and Blackburn under lockdown from the 22nd of August so families cannot mix with other families but it's a bit confusing because pubs childcare facilities and workplaces restaurants remain open so you cannot see your friend in your house but it's okay to see them in the pub, <laughs> in the pub yeah, yeah so it's bringing confusion for people in the area but pendle is another one that has come up because it, the people there are of low income they are in england lancashire because they have lots of people on universal um, credit and working tax credit the government is piloting a scheme in pendle where if somebody tests positive for COVID, they encourage us to stay at home. So Pendle is part of the three um, towns I've mentioned, that's Pendle, Oldham and Blackburn. Because of the outbreak, the government wants to curb it. But Pendle, they piloted the scheme where if it is positive, the government is encouraging you to stay at home. So if you claim universal credit or working tax credit, the government will give you £130 for 10 days to stay at home. And if you're in a household where somebody also qualifies they will get 182 pounds for 14 days to self-isolate but people are said no they're not going to do that because it works out to be 13 pounds a day and they think it's an insult to the government looking after their welfare and then people who work on zero hours contract they say no it's a no-go when they feel sick they will still go to work so it really defeats what the government is trying to do trying to curb yeah what is the guarantee that um, when they test the results will mm -hmm. be available soon enough for them mm -hmm. to know when they are claiming and whether you're going to work or not and as they say they are on the low income and they are okay. struggling they're struggling so i think maybe if the government increases the um the payment that okay. is given to them i think that will help with the curbing uh, because um the government is justifying that that equates to the uh, statutory seek um, leave pay 
So okay. that's how much they're willing to give. But I think because of the circumstances in which they're in, they need to increase that threshold amount. And hopefully that will bring people to uh, stay at home. With COVID also generating this news headline, we have Jamaica, Switzerland and the Czech Republic quarantine. With the Czech Republic, they were the first people to push for the face covering. So not sure why there's spike in there. But then there's normal spike in Europe anyway. But you have countries like Cuba coming out of this um, quarantine list to be a safe country to visit. The um, threshold that the government set for these countries or any other country, uh, the the country would have 20 cases per 100,000 people over seven days. But in terms of Jamaica, their rate has increased by 400%. But then I don't know if they're recording loads of cases because their testing processes is getting better or naturally the, um, the cases are... Uh, are getting out of hand and so the government mm-hmm. has to take this action so anybody returning from jamaica switzerland and czech republic from the 29th of august 4 a.m needs to quarantine or quarantine themselves 14 days when they get to the uk and finally with covid also pushing this headline sda travel um stop trading after 40 years in business they stopped trading on the 21st of August. They've gone into a demonstration and they style themselves as the travel agent that were pushing adventure for the youth or young people, but then they still couldn't sustain it because now our holiday booking styles have changed. Uh, we'll book our holidays online and they yeah. couldn't sustain it because of COVID. People not traveling, so they couldn't mm-hmm. sustain um, work. Now, moving outside, Two events that has nothing to do with COVID, but they, you may disagree. We have um, quarter two of the GDP of Japan, the third largest uh, economy in the world. They're struggling. It's strung by 8%. And also, I know you brought my attention to it, their Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, is that how you pronounce yeah. his name? Yeah, um, he had to resign because of health issues. Actually, this is not the first time he's done that before. That's but, right. Uh, yeah. This is the second time, but this time I think it is, is serious. And he, he, I'm told, is very strong with um, his economics. That is what has been driving the company, uh, the, the country, sorry, mm-hmm. to, to, to expand. They call it abenomics. Um, so I'm here <laughs> to read on that to see exactly what are the things that he put in place to get the, his economy to expand and to give it that status of the third largest economy in the world. So that is Japan. We need to bear them in mind. And also in Sudan, we've got tear gas being fired at protesters because um, the people in power, that's the power sharing deal. It's a makeup of civilians and military. The people, protesters are pushing them to put the country back into a democratic uh, mood or move. But then um, angers are flaring up because they are taken so slow. So these um, power sharing deal, they will ensure that an election is held in two years to hand mm-hmm. the country, Sudan, to a democratic rule. And lastly, 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 before I let you come in. So in the U.S., we have the Republican um, convention. But then we need to spend some time and pray for Jacob Blake who was shot and then we bear their families in mind and hopefully that will curb any unrest in the country and bring peace to all of them. Now, I'll let you come in, Lady Donna, 
and then we'll hit the sports and then we'll check out. Okay, okay. your turn. Um, I was actually going to talk about U-turns, but I think I already mentioned. You have already um, mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. You, now I'm, I think I'm it's W turns, isn't it? Because with the U's, lots of U's. It doesn't, it doesn't yeah. become W. Yeah, W turns. <laughs> Too many U-turns. So we kind of talked about that with the issue of the um, face mask. But I, um, I want us to take a moment to remember Chadwick Boseman, who unfortunately passed away um, yesterday at the age of 43. And, you know, um, from the yeah. movie Black Panther, that's where yes. personally I did. He had done, um, I think, two big movies before. But I didn't yes. know him, and um, I guess for most of us, we didn't know of him until Black Panther. Yeah. And that movie was so culturally significant because it was, it, it was the first time that we had a black superhero. Yes. And um, on the news, I think to find out that he was struggling or he was battling cancer for the past four years and still filming oh my god yes. <laughs> that's just yeah yeah something else he was really committed to bringing this role to life and i watched an interview where he was saying um about how two um children with cancer this movie was so important to them that they wanted to see it unfortunately they didn't they didn't live to oh, see no. the movie and he got so emotional little did anyone know at the time that he was dealing he with his yes. own cancer battle yeah. privately so yeah. he leaves behind a very huge legacy a very yeah. huge legacy and may his soul rest in peace indeed 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 um well, so we pray for his family and all the people around the world that are going through grief at this moment that the lord give them peace strength and grace for the years ahead amen and amen and amen, amen to that right now to sports i have only got um few news on that we have the community shield being played where mm -hmm. with the ladies side it was chelsea v man city it was a fantastic goal by Bright. You've got to watch it, Donna, if you don't <laughs> like football. It was, um, I think, 30 yards from the from the goal post. It was just fantastic. She just whacked it in, and it was in there. So Chelsea won the community shirt to nail. And in terms of the men's side, it was between Liverpool and Arsenal, all at Wembley, empty stadium. And it was a fantastic penalty because it was 1-1 at uh, end of um, the full time. They didn't go into extra time. So it went into penalties. What a cracker. I just love the penalty. It's always so nice when you're not the one taking these penalties. Somebody else has to do it. <laughs> but Arsenal won it. And it was just fantastic. So my team, for the first time, yes, I can shout Arsenal. Yes. <laughs> well done. Yeah. But one thing I saw, which was really interesting, is that they allowed some fans, um, I think, was it about 2,500 fans to the um, Brighton Stadium? Okay. Yeah. And I, didn't, I missed that then. Yeah. <laughs> you know um, that and I missed that. Okay. Uh, you're the football one. Uh, I don't know how you missed that. Yeah, they allowed, they allowed some fans, um, 2,500, into the um, the stadium. And um, one the, the clip that I saw, the person was documenting how everything went. Right. So it was a socially distanced queue. Well, you would need to have um, booked you need to have your ticket. Okay. You need to go with your ticket and your face mask, and then it's socially distanced queue. And there are three seats in between 
um, between you and the next person. Okay. And um, yeah, they said that it, it went really well. So I think that this is um, an experiment mm. to kind of bring because we know that the government they want people to return to 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 sports yeah. at some point this autumn. So with the start of a um, new Premier League season. Perhaps this is a way of uh, testing the waters to yeah. see how they can get fans into the um, stadium. I'm going to cut you there because you know about that and I don't. And I like football. <laughs> and you, 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 you stick with the Formula One, okay? <laughs> so you give us the news on the Formula One and let's cut this uh, into conversation. <laughs> how dare you? You say something I don't know. Then you find out. <laughs> I, 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 no, no, I will find out. So you carry on with your no, Formula you One. <laughs> I have to see your football piece. It's, it's actually really interesting. Thank you, Lady football. Donna. You yeah. carry on with the Formula One, please, shall we? <laughs> Goodness me. And you're rubbing it in. You don't even want to move on from there. Okay, yeah. Fans have been allowed in Brighton. Yes, next Formula One, please. Oh, um, with Formula One, actually, they have a race today in Belgium, so I'm looking forward to that. Yesterday, Lewis Hamilton qualified on pole. Oh, that nice. Was brilliant efforts by him. So, fingers crossed, today will be an exciting race, but um, the race for me is exciting and it's a favorable one if he wins or if Mercedes wins. So, okay. uh, fingers crossed, we'll be looking out for that this afternoon here. Wonderful. It's good news all around. Then again, as we end this um, recording, we just want to bear everybody in our prayers. We've got to increase our prayers. Um, but USA, Japan, Sudan, the UK, in our prayers that the Lord will help everyone in need. Everyone in need. As the world is turning around, we pray that the Lord will give us a reason to believe that he is still with us and he's he's yeah. doing it we just need to open our eyes and then be kinder to each other and be yeah. nice to each other and all the people around the world if you're going through grief at any point that the lord will be with you touch your heart and give you peace and those enjoying sports continue to do that enjoy your bank holiday monday and god bless you till we meet again thank you donna you god, bless you, god bless you my darling now i have a lovely song selection for you this week it's my redeemer by nicole c mullen i hope you enjoy it because you know these things our god lives our god is in control stay tuned who taught the sun where to stand in the morning and who told the you can only come this far And who showed the moon Where to hide till evening Whose words alone can catch a falling star Well I know my redeem
All too soon, our time is up and we have to go. But as I say, if you're following us on Instagram, on YouTube, on SoundCloud, it's amazing. Live podcast on Twitter, it's our live icon. Do whatever you can then to share this podcast. Encourage us to let us know that we're doing a good job. Thank you, thank you again for your support and for being loyal listeners to us. We're going to end this lovely episode uh, by giving you wonderful songs. I'm going to take you through Zululand. We're going to listen to wonderful songs by Ntokoza Mambo. Enjoy it. And then we've got other lovely songs to sing us out. Make sure whatever you do, you enjoy Bank Holiday Monday. It's exciting time. But the days and times ahead is good. Look forward to the future. For the Lord has it under control. Fear not. For you, my friend, you are in good hands. I love you with all my heart. God bless you. What's, what's, what's